Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, folks, welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I'm your host, Francisco. I am very excited because I have a gentleman that I had on the show back in April, back on the show. This time we have him on video because um, I wanted everybody to see the the, the man behind the voice. Uh, we have um, Honesty Blade. Uh, how we doing, Honesty? Thanks for coming back on the show, brother. <laughs> Yo, yeah, happy to be back on here. So, you know what I'm saying? so first and foremost, my brother, what have you been up to since the last time we spoke in April? Uh, I've been performing. I've been getting some joints organized for the next project. I've been um, having powwows with uh, R Square, which is Rob and Rob Ishbod. It's about starting podcasts and, and just doing everything creative. You know what I mean? So uh, since the last time we, we spoke, um, you finally got there. I saw online that you actually went out and did a show since the pandemic started. Um, how did it feel to be back on that stage, man? It felt damn near like the first time. Felt like um like like the first time doing it again. Not as far as like not knowing what to do, but just as far as being excited, you know, because everybody is ready to get out of the house. So you have uh, any more shows planned? Because I know this was just the first one, but I'm sure you have more more coming up this summer, right? Yeah, I got one coming up July second. That'll be this coming Friday. Uh, that's gonna be at Now That's Class. So anybody that's familiar with the West Side area. Cleveland, Intermediate, Lakewood, you'll see uh, now that's class. That's on Detroit. That's 1121 Detroit. Okay. So you're expecting a large crowd there? Is it going to be more than just you, or are you going to have several artists there with you as well? Yeah, we do expect a large crowd. Uh, we had a nice uh, a nice uh, reception last time, but uh, this time we got more people. So we got Drastic. Uh, he's straight out of Cleveland. Drastic, uh, he actually won the spin boxing champ uh, belt for the freestyle championship. Oh. So, um, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, my other cat, uh, Jack Burton, straight out of Cleveland, he's going to be there. And a couple other artists who I haven't met myself. But um, if y'all follow Honesty Blade Music on IG, you'll see my, my promo and it'll show you all the artists that are performing. So my, <laughs> my man Jack Burton's going to be out on the stage again, huh? It's been yeah, a while yeah. for him, man. Yeah. I'm guess, glad he's gonna be up there. I guess that uh I guess that podcast we had gave him a little bit of motivation to get back out there, huh? Yeah, because I've been wanting him to. You know but, what I'm saying? But listen, so now, how's the LP doing? Um, how how you been um promoting it more? Uh like what's been going on with the with the record? It's been building some streams. Uh, when I look and I check it on YouTube, I see it's in the hundreds, like out of uh, all of the tracks that are on the project, it's like over 100 plays on each song, but I don't know what it's doing on the Spotify's and stuff. So um, the last event was really to push more attention to it. And uh, I sold some copies at the last uh, event. Okay. So it's been moving. It's been uh, getting some traction. And uh, this show, we're just trying to do the same thing, bring more attention to that, as well as, uh, you know, bring more light to the other artists in performance. But it's been doing well. That's exciting, man. Like you, I mean, you seeing that the the views are going up. People are listening to the music, man. They're digging what you're doing. Um, you know, that should just give you more motivation to get out there and give the people what they want, man. They want to hear you. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. It should. Good. It should. You put in the work, man. This is something that you've been dreaming of since I've I've known you, man. You know what I mean? From our back in our days, and 
You know what I mean? It's been something that you've been dreaming of for a long time, and I'm glad it's coming to fruition because you put in the work for it, man. So, I mean, it's that's the best part about it. When you you on that grind and you're doing the things you, you need to do and you're showing, you know, the fruits of the labor that you are right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, let me ask you a question, man. Did you see that train wreck yesterday between um, uh, Bow Wow and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, between Bow Wow and um, what's his name, uh, Soldier Boy? I, you know what? When I looked on my YouTube, I seen mad uploads like you know how to hit a recommend video. Yeah. And it said uh, Bow Wow Soldier Boy versus. I was like, fuck out of here! I'm not about to watch that. You know what that reminded me of? You know how you got two punch drunk boxers in the ring? You know what I mean? And they're you know <laughs> they <laughs> they both still still think they got it when they really don't, but they're in the ring giving it all they got. That's what that reminded me of yesterday. It's just two guys who just trying to hold on to something that ain't there no more. Soldier Boy ain't been relevant since like, <laughs> like the early 2000s. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bow Wow fell off. The minute he started posting fake videos of him on first class airplane, private planes, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, <laughs> it was just, bro, when you get a chance, you have just, just for prosperity, man, you have to take a look at it. Just for prosperity, just take a look at it. You watched the whole thing? Nah, I watched bits and pieces. It was just it. It kind of made me physically ill to watch a little bit because it was like, why? Why am I wasting my time and my energy watching this? But someone like me, I like to give things a chance and, <laughs> and like to see people out there, see what they got left. Man, it wasn't even worth watching. Man, honestly, you know what I'm saying? I didn't think it would be. But I would, I would love your commentary though. Like I would love for you to commentate on that YouTube YouTube channel, man. Cause you know, you be, you be watching those battles and you be putting your comments. That's something I want you to watch and want you to commentate on, man. I think people will find right. that interesting. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm gonna note that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in my mind and watch that shit. Yeah, so yeah. I've seen it and I was like, I don't want to, but I feel you. But your commentary, <laughs> but I mean, your commentary is gonna be good though, man. You're gonna put it out. Cause you in that, that's your genre. You in music, man. That's what you do. So you can, you know, you can put your foot on the gas there and let people know how you think about it. You know what I mean? That that's one of the the points. It's an opinion, and that's what people don't realize. You not you not trying to tell these rappers how to live their lives. All you doing is putting your opinion on how you feel, how you feel the battle went. You know what I mean? It was trash, but you still want to put your opinion in on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's content. So now let me ask you a question. Projects. What are the projects coming up for you lately? Only. Mm -hmm. um, it's Cyrus coming. I don't know if y'all picking it up. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. All right. So yeah. Just hold on. Hold off for a minute. All right. Go ahead. Oh, hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Bang bang. All right. Yeah. Uh, professional use only. Uh, so I don't know how many tracks I'm gonna go with this one, but my goal with this project is just to apply that mastery to my craft. Mm -hmm. Like I've already been doing that over the years, but like, I'm going to be real. My Son of Mark project was really a last-minute suggestion by another artist. And they just told me to, to just arrange some, some content so I could have a release. Because at that time, I didn't know what direction I wanted to do. I'm like, do I got to shoot a video? Do I got to do this? Da, 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 da. So professional use only is my outlook of coming into it saying, all right, now I'm going to put the, the, the spit shine on the shoe or, you know, the final brushstroke on the, on the Picasso painting. So I got professional use only. I got a couple other projects. Uh, new '90s. That's gonna be um the merging of the '90s feel with the with the now feel. Oh wow! Yeah, that's gonna be intriguing, man. I like that. I like that. 
you, I'm a 90s kid, man. So like I'm all about 90s hip hop. That's my genre. That's where I live. And I still live in that genre. Like it drives my wife crazy because, you know, I'll be in the car. Yeah. I got a whole a whole section of my iPod just dedicated to Come 90s on. rap. Yeah, yeah. So that's just Come me. On. That's, you know, being my being 41, man. I grew up in that era. That's my era. You know what I mean? So um, I'm, I, that's one thing I will check out when you when you bring that out for sure, because that's, you know, that's the type of music that I buy that by. Um, but so since Son of Mark is doing well, even though it was a last minute thing for you, um, I'm pretty excited to see what the the, the new LP is going to be, man, because this one you're actually putting in a little bit more time and effort and, and you're finalizing and refining everything with the music, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just that take it to the next level. Like, okay, the last one was the baby phases because you didn't really know what you had until it was done. And then this one is like, okay, I've, I've been around the block before. Now I'm taking the training wheels off. So let me ask you a question. Have you with Rob, you know, um, one of the new artists that's coming out, I should be interviewing him next week here. Are you collabing with him at any point, at any point to get him on a, on a record with you? You know what? We have recorded already in the past, but those were songs before I dropped this project. And I still got some songs that are in the vault that could make it. So, you know, we could see him on the project. But um, if he wants to make some new content, I'm down for it. I'm sure he'd be down for it. It's just a matter of, how quickly we move before we finalize everything, get it mastered and all of that. So now with this, so you're still up on, um, what are the streaming sites that your, your music is on besides, uh, you're on Apple, correct? Yeah, on Apple Music. What other sites are you are you promoting the music on? Uh, not Tidal. Uh, I don't think uh, Tidal is available. I'm not sure. But uh, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, and uh shit uh whatever else platform they got they got a bunch of stores under that uh distro kid okay so, yeah pretty much any platform a person searches their music on. so what has been inspiring you lately man that's giving you the content you need for your next album like there's got to be something that's been inspiring you lately man to get to get that album put together the way you're getting it put together because you're putting in that effort for the and time and energy so what are some of the inspirations that you come across right now that's been helping you with the album things usually is battle rap always keeps me motivated because that's where the lyricism is mm -hmm. and um the second thing is touching the stage again because like when i when you get on stage at least for me it's another way to express the art like you could have you could have recorded the song already and did it the same way that it's always going to be done on that record but mm -hmm. once you get on stage you get a way to kind of give it a different delivery and for some reason for me that always gets the bills turning so my last performance kind of put me in the zone. Like, okay, shit, what else can I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't make you nervous. Like for some folks, like getting up on a stage, man, in front of that many people, they get a little bit of butterflies when they, when they start, you know, they're set. You know, some people are afraid they're going to get booed off the stage. Some people, you know, are afraid they're not going to do well. You know, so how do you get over that anxiety or you don't get anxiety when you get on that stage? I do. It, uh, it never goes away. I think if you, uh, you truly care, it's never going to really fade. I think it might be not as not as uh, strong as you gain more experience, but for me, I know it never goes away because it's still an excitement. And I think if you become bored with it, that's probably when it'll go away. Okay. You know I mean? So, what advice would you give for those cats that are in the game right now? That are you know they're getting ready to do shows because they're coming out of pandemic, but you know they get up on that stage and they freeze because this is what happens to some folks. You know they they get in a the booth, man. They can flow as hard as can be. 
you know, they're, you know, their lyrics be on point, but as soon as they get on that stage, man, that's a whole different animal. So what advice would you give for those cats that haven't uh, done that, haven't transitioned to the stage, just been in the booth the entire time, coming out of the pandemic, finally get to get on the stage and show what they got. How do they get over those jitters, man? Um, I, repetition and uh, practice. The more you practice it, the more that you'll be able to trust your subconscious. Because, you know, there's, when, like, like I said a second ago, the nervousness doesn't go away. So at that point, you're going to have to rely on your practice to kick in for your, your, your subconscious mind to go into autopilot. Because there might be a time when you might be so nervous, you might miss a lyric. You might, you know, miss your timing on something, but if you've been putting in that time with your craft, your body gonna be like, oh no, we're not messing up, you know, and then it's just gonna have your back. You know what I appreciate you the most, man? I appreciate the most is that you, it's more than just music for you. Like this thing is embedded in you. You know what I mean? It's a way of life for you. So you, it's, it goes deeper than just the lyrics. It goes deeper than just, you know, spitting some, you know, some lines on the microphone. This is a way of life. And a lot of people don't understand there's a difference between cats like you who actually live and breathe this stuff than cats who are just coming in just to come in. You know what I mean? To make a couple of dollars and then leave the game. Yeah, and a lot like a lot of people don't do that though. A lot of people they you know they think they're gonna be rappers and then they go in, they go full bore, and it doesn't work out for them. And then you know they're sleeping on their grandma's couch because they can't live on their own because they they weren't smart enough to keep working. You know what I mean? But you're not you're not in that realm. You know what I mean? You got your hands in other pots right now and other ventures that you're trying to make sure that you have something to fall back on. Um, even because you even if if even if you don't become you know a household name, underground rappers still make money. You know what I mean? You still can have a follow. You still can have a strong following. Um, I just wish some of these youngest cats would understand that that it's this is not a microwave kind of thing. It ain't gonna happen for you instantly, man. Uh, soldier boy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first heard that dude. I was like, "Who is that?" And he was like, uh, "Girl, you stink. Take a bath. Girl, you stink. Take a bath." And that was the shit that was catching fire. I'm like, "What is wrong with people?" I tell you what, though, he was smart, though, because he made like eight million dollars off his ringtones or something like that, man. So he was one of those yeah. one hit. He was one of those one hit wonders that got, you know, he made millions of dollars off it. He, you know, he tried to try to squeeze it out for every penny he got. So, I mean, I give him credit on that because he was smart enough to yeah. know that the window wasn't open that long for him. You know what I mean? Facts. Facts. I mean, shit, he, he did enough for uh, the boondocks to do a spoof. You know, <laughs> you seen that shit? No, no. Man, no. that shit was so funny. Anybody that that seen that watches the Boondocks, it is. I think it was season three. They had a uh, soldier boy get into it with a rapper, and on Boondocks, you know they they gotta flip the name so they can't really legally say his name. Right. They called the cartoon character uh, Sergeant Gutter. Sergeant Gutter. <laughs> they got into a rap beef with an older uh, rapper. The shit was funny, man. All right, my brother, I want to shift gears a little bit and I want your honest opinion. And mind you, I'm going to preface this by saying this is his personal opinion. He's not speaking for the entire culture. Now, let me ask you a serious question here. What do you think about June 19th being made a holiday? Oh, my goodness. 
Ooh, serious bag. All right. I had to bring um, it up, bro. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just start by saying Juneteenth is has been a real celebration and a real festival for, for blacks and, and melanated people long before it was quote unquote made a holiday. And so with that being said, I want to shift people's minds to just looking at it from that perspective. Like we don't have to wait for any kind of sanction. You know, if you about the essence of June 19th, which really was just financial freedom, then live that shit out, you know, support people that you know, support people that are your color, your kind. And, you know, not just because like they should have good business, but, you know, live in the essence of it because that shit that was just, um, you know, made official for us is, is this tokenism. You know, it, it, it doesn't bring the truth. We bring the truth. You know, buy from your family, buy from your peoples, support them because, you know, who else will? So on my, my point of view, I'm like you, I just look at it as them trying to throw a dog a bone. You know what I mean? They, right. they just decided, let me, this, it, they, to me decided, let me, let's just approve this so we can quiet down the masses when it comes to the real issue, which is, passing a bill on making lynching illegal, passing a bill on, you know what I mean? <laughs> on, on the abuse of power by the police. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, some people get excited over it because it, you know, it's a federal holiday is being recognized. I think it's a step forward, but it really isn't to me. It's just <laughs> them. To me, it's just them trying to place a muzzle over the people for a little while until they, the you know, it gets so loud that they can't keep muzzled anymore again. And then they'll throw us another bone. You know what I mean? I say tokenism man because what does it come with like until we as a collective really know like okay um does this uh june 19th or does this juneteenth holiday come with some amenities does it come with uh some acres of land or maybe a waiver in your student loan or something that's progressive because other than that you know like you say a dog a bone that's just getting us wrapped up in the fucking sensationalization like that shit don't mean nothing so do you believe, like, do you believe that we still should be, the, the country should, you know, be giving folks reparations still for what happened? Yeah, but um, I, I just don't believe it will because that's really why we're here. We're, we're in this position of, um, of this, this uh, cash system, you know, this slave labor. We're in this type of capitalistic system just because of the fact that it's politically made to be that. Yeah. It's not designed to give us those rights. So, you know, we'll continue to get those phones thrown that make us believe there's something changing because the shit wasn't designed for it to be beneficial to us, really. But black people built this country. I mean, people don't people think people think it was the founding fathers that built this country. It wasn't the founding fathers. It was the black slave labor that they were using to build this country. You know what I mean? Them white folks ain't built this country. It was black people that built this country. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, at, and at some point, it, that needs to get recognized uh, about, you know, the blood that was shed here from, you know, the slaves that got brought over that put up these brick and mortar buildings, you know what I mean? That built the, <laughs> these these monuments to, to the government. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask was, what do you think um, about Biden um, doing the student loans? He, he got rid of, I think it was like 500 million um, of student oh, yeah. loans. Okay. Yeah, he got he got rid of some of it. He didn't get rid of all of it. But I don't know how that's going to break down, how that's going to pertain to a lot of people out there. How this, I don't know how that's going to flood down to the minorities. You know what I mean? Because me being Puerto Rican, you being black, we're in that minority group. You understand where I'm from? 
So how does that pertain to us? Because it's like when, you know, when the housing thing, the housing market, um, you know what redlining is, correct? No, no. So with redlining is what they did is, is they, they literally put lines through neighborhoods as to which neighborhoods were, had the most minorities. And what they would do is they would jack up the interest rates and on the price on those properties when black folks, Hispanics, minorities would come in and get a loan for a home. So they put laws in place because of that, because of the redlining. If you look at what's going on with the PPP, bro, there's so much fraudulent stuff going on with the PPP loans. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, American Airlines, they laid off a ton of workers, yet they gave their CEOs uh, raises. You know what I mean? And then now they, they're, they're canceling so many flights because they don't have enough workers to work there. So it's the same thing. I just don't know where that's going to go when it comes to, to the minorities going to college and, and, and getting their student loans forgiven. Right, right, right. Hmm. Well, I didn't know that Biden piece about the uh, student loans. And did he, uh, was he doing that in, in the spirit of the Juneteenth? Or did uh, he just do that before him? Well, that was one of the things he said he was going to do when he got in the office was to try to try to cut some of the student loans that people had. But I find it kind of curious that it came, you know, came in coinciding with the Juneteenth and, you know, everything that went on. The celebrations were, you know, people don't realize this has been celebrated in Alabama. This has been celebrated in Texas for you know, a day. You know, people <laughs> think this is right. People think this is something new. This is not new. This has been going on for it's hundreds of new. years already. You know what I mean? Not and then new, pe man. people don't understand. And then people don't understand what Juneteenth stands for. And I keep trying to tell them. I said it was the 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 it was the blacks being free. The last set of, uh, of folks that were still enslaved in Texas that was freed. You know what I mean? So yes, the proclamation, uh, uh, Emancipation Proclamation happened, but not all slaves are free. So this June, Juneteenth was officially the last set of slaves that were freed in Texas. And a lot of people think this is, they, th they think they're like, oh, why does this have to be a holiday? Are you kidding me? Do you not know the history behind this stuff? <laughs> and I think so. And, and that's where the ignorance of the world comes in. Sometimes they, you know, people listen to what they want to listen to and people hear what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? And it makes things difficult for other people to, you know, to get their points across. Speaking of which, um, you know, what's going on with the controversies in school about them teaching critical race theory? No, critical race theory. Yeah. So they're trying to take it out of the schools. Um, basically, <laughs> basically taking, basically taking history, real history out of the schools and uh, critical, critical race theory suggests that, um, blacks are at a disadvantage from whites, period, from the day that they're born. You know what I mean? That we're at a disadvantage when it comes to, uh, yeah, when it comes to advancing in life, you know, money, career, uh, and they're trying to push that out of the school because they, they deem it to be racist. They deem it that we're teaching racist, uh, racism to the kids in the school. So you have places like Florida, you have a lot of the Republican-led states that are trying to take, that have banned that from um, talking critical race theory in school. They're taking certain history books out of the school. They're yeah, they're they're preventing schools from talking actual history that needs to be taught in school about uh, yeah about racism okay. about America because America like, look no matter what anybody says what Republican or Democrat this country still has plenty of racism it's never gonna go away hasn't gone away no matter who's who no matter who you put in front of me. You know, what I mean, it can be the you know, you have a token black guy, a token Hispanic guy. It doesn't matter. You, it, they can try to convince you otherwise, but it's racism is alive and well. It's always going to be alive and well in this country. It will, man. It 
And, um, you know, they've been doing that, uh, what you're referencing with that, that critical race theory. They, they've been omitting really important information from the public school systems. So it's like, okay, I'm kind of used to that. But, like, at the end of the day, I guess it just it comes back full circle. It's like, you know, the racism won't die because that's what it was founded upon, you know. Like, to keep it simple, like, blacks, Hispanics, um, Asians, other people with melanin in their skin, we all should realize that it's really important for us to have control over our our religious ideas, our our the ways that we feed our community, uh, your hospital system and, and your law. You know, do the same shit that we did for Black Wall Street and just copy that for each community and you will avoid your racism because everyone that is of the people will be for the people. Not- it's, just, it's clear. Now, do you see in music, do you see a shift when it comes to that? Because you have a lot of a lot of white rappers that are coming out now. A lot of guys, they're getting very, very you know popular, getting their own group. Do you see kind of a shift, though, of these white rappers coming out and trying to, I don't know, what's the word? I'm, I'm not saying overthrow, but like try to, I don't know, shift some of the attention away from the black rappers onto themselves? I don't know. I, and I'm not sure if they could. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure, because uh, to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to a lot of the newest rappers, but, like, I don't know if uh, Post Malone is considered a rapper. Like, is he? No, I think he's more of a, like, a rock star, because he acts like more rap- like a rock star. Yeah, he's not, he's, he, he does hip-hop, but he does, he ventures off into other stuff, too, man. He does rock and roll. I mean, he does, I don't okay. think he considers himself a hip-hop artist like that full bore. I don't know who would be a good example. Like, like Macklemore, I don't listen to him. I can't say. Um, who else is white? Um, and then other dudes don't really, like, catch my attention. Like that Slim Jesus dude. Like, you know, I, I looked at him on Vlad TV and laughed. So I don't I don't know if I can say if they're taking more attention. So you watch Vlad TV? Yeah. That yeah. dude kind of that dude kind of aggravates me. The host of the show kind of aggravates Think me. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah, man, he like he setting these dudes up when he be talking to him, man. Like, and then he get he wonder why some of these dudes want to break his face. Like, you you set these dudes <laughs> like you get them on the show and you set these dudes up when you talking to him, man. You know you're gonna bring up subjects that's gonna that's gonna really piss them off. And then he sit back and get surprised when people start talking junk about him, man. Like people, <laughs> like this dude's made up. He's built an entire empire talking to black artists. You understand where I'm coming from? And right. Vlad is a white right. dude. And he know, he know what field of business he in. You talking about like the cats who got like illegal activities and shit they don't want to speak about? And he'll bring it up. Yeah, he'll yeah. bring it up. And he'll bring it up. It's it's amazing, man. And, and You know what the, the most amazing part is, though? He has so much clout, these dudes still come on. There's dudes that come on multiple times onto the show. Even though they know, they know what he's going to bring up, they still come on. You know why? Because of the clout he has. And he's yeah. got clout. He's got clout. Yeah. when uh Lord Jamara fell out with him because I, I understood why I really didn't take the same side because I, I didn't do enough of my own research as far as the nation of Islam and, and everything but I knew a little bit of the nature of why uh Lord Jamara stopped messing with him but I still continue to watch because there's still so much like jewels that you can get from the interviews but 
I definitely see the opportunist in Vlad. Um, and I definitely recognize that some of these artists, they should have more consciousness about what they should say. You know what I mean? Because you can always say, you know, I don't want to talk about it. You know, there are some artists that have said, I'm not going to go into that conversation. But, you know, it's, it's you can pass the blame around all sides <laughs> of the table. Vlad know what he's doing. Hey, if he can take you know advantage of the situation, he's gonna take it. He, he's not. He's he's a millionaire for a reason, man. He's not dumb. You know what I mean? That's that shrewd business side that he has. But I think that's the problem. I think we need to get on that on that same type of deal when it comes and to this that is stuff, politics. man. This and bro, this is politics. Like it, it would be, it would be so unrealistic and insensitive of me to say that racism is is not real. But in another aspect. It's only as real as you make it mm-hmm. because political advancement is is every race or group of people's business to, to partake in because this is a race, so to speak, you know, when it comes to capitalism. Now, if we was in a, a whole, if we was in a country where everybody was on the same shit, no doubt about it, we wouldn't have so much differences amongst each other. But in North America, being that this shit is a big melting pot, and everybody with a dollar bill had to say so, now we have to approach shit different. So my point is, shit, um, everybody need to be in control of their own situation. Easier said than done, but you ain't gonna get fucked over if you know who you're getting your food from, know who you're doing business with, you know, all of these things. And, and a lot of us are just not up on that, so we face these differences and we say, damn, why black lives don't matter? Damn, why my man go to jail? Damn, why he get shot? got to do better but so do you like I, even when you put you know with the political views that you have and, and and everybody has a right to have them man so i'm not i don't knock anybody for what they what they see and what they feel when it comes to you know political religious beliefs it doesn't matter to me this is why we you know america's supposed to be home of the free and we're supposed to be able to to express what we feel is any of that going to bleed over into your music or do you kept you keep that separated from what you put out to folks speak on it in music. Um, I, I don't uh, advocate having a plan of action, but I do make thought-provoking music just to make people ask the right questions, you know? So, but I, I definitely do speak about it, yeah. But see, and that's the one thing that I think a lot of people need to understand as well, is that you just don't put music out to put music out. You have a message behind what you're trying to tell people. And I think that that separates you from a lot of folks. It'll continue to separate you from a lot of folks. You know what I mean? You have, you know, people like Public Enemy that had a message. You know, Young NWA had a message as well back in the day. You know what I mean? Do any of those, any of those older groups, KRS One, do any of those older groups inspire you today for what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, KRS One, I'm glad you said him. Um, he just, he just taught me to really care about the craft, and that's why I speak about it. Um, as far as the politics, like. I'm, I was born in 88, so groups like Public Enemy, I had to learn a little bit later. NWA, I had to learn a, bit, a little bit later, but my appreciation is more drawn towards the KRS-One, the, the Nazis, uh, Styles P, the Pharaoh Monches. You know, they had messages, and they weren't too much different from the Public Enemies, but they just were later in time, you know? So how do you feel right now about the, have you heard that new song from, well, it's not really new. It came out like a month or two ago from uh, Nas, Jay-Z, 
Um, they did uh, that cut together. Uh, I, forgot uh, the, I forgot the name of the song, um, man. Um, is it on King of Disease? I I can't even recall, man. Like I I, I heard the video, I seen the video, and heard the song a couple times, man. It just I don't know, man. It didn't seem I don't know. It didn't seem natural. It yeah, it wasn't the it same. Didn't you know what I mean? It just yeah, it didn't seem natural to me, man. You know, and don't get me wrong, they're suit and ties, and you know they live in their life. They don't, they don't uh, do what they needed to do. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's called. Um, let's see here. The song is called. Hold on, I'm trying to figure out what the name of the song is. Hmm. Nas J and who? It was Nas J and uh, Khaled, because you know Khaled got to okay. be in everything he produced. I guess it's called Beef. Called Beef. Yeah, I guess the song is called Beef. That's what I'm assuming it is from what I'm seeing. It's called Beef. Okay. But like I said, it was it, it really won for me. You know what I mean? And then, but, you know, one of the lyrics in the song, Jay talking about what do you expect uh from a kid who was raised in the PJs? Bro, you damn 50 years old. You know what I mean? You 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 should be past all that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you you should be past all that stuff, man, already. You know, some of these cats, they try to, you know, Jay, he's a he's a billionaire. And I give Jay all the credit in the world, man. He's, you know, he's made his money. Nas, I don't know what's going on with that cat. He comes out sporadically with good music here and there, and then he goes away again. Um, you know, when when do you think is a good time for, for artists to hang it up, man? I, I don't know, man. That's hard to say, man, because I've never, I don't know, man. I don't know if I need the experience within my own career to say I've been close to feeling that way. So I don't know, man. Maybe if uh, maybe maybe if the presentation don't look as good as it once did, mm-hmm. like like rest in peace, DMX, right? But I don't think that versus was a good look. You know what I mean? Like my man, my one of my favorite artists to the day I die, but like it just wasn't coordinated. You know, um, they didn't have his timing down. You know, Snoop is hella active. You know, his his set was polished. Like, it, it was like, and I think looks like that should be an indicator. Like, okay, maybe I should either hang it up or just go back to the gym. You yeah, see, man. speaking of Snoop, did you see now, is he, they say he's switching to gospel now? Oh, Snoop is? Yeah, they say he's doing gospel music now. He's switching to Christian music. Oh, I ain't hip. I ain't heard none of it. Yeah, man, I'm telling Don't you, man. Yeah, bro. These I'm telling you, man. The rumors, rumors be floating all around, man. I'm telling you, man. This like I keep my ear to the ground to everything, man. You know, because it's part of the show. So when it comes to music, when it comes to movies, when it comes to art, if I have somebody on like you, I'll bring some of these subjects up to see if you heard about it or not. Because then it's gonna intrigue right. you now. Now you're gonna have to find out if it's <laughs> what's what. You I know gotta what I'm do saying? more homework. Yeah, I definitely gotta do more homework. <laughs> but I'll be locked into my realm. You know. Once you get in, yeah, once you get in and start doing your own thing, it's hard to see the outside noise. And that, that's one of the things I appreciate about you, man, is that you get in a zone, bro. You don't try to leave that zone. You stay where you, in your lane and you try to block out all that outside influence and all that outside noise that comes along with it. You know, stay where I'm coming yeah. from. And I appreciate yeah. that, man. You just, you keep grounding away, bro. And it's, it's, it's going to pay off for you, man. It's going to pay off. You just got to keep, keep pushing away and doing the things you're doing, man. I, you, it's like you, I can see the excitement in you, man. When I talk to you about music. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And when I talk to some folks about some stuff, they, there's no passion behind that. But you can see the on, you can see the expressions on your face. You can see the passion, in you, and you can hear the passion in your voice about what you do. It's something that you truly, 
truly appreciate and you have the opportunity to get out there and do it and let your voice be heard. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you appreciate that, man. Shit. Being a substantial artist, like, it's one thing just being an artist in any genre. You got your, your, your obstacles and shit, but, man, when you talk about some shit, like some real shit, man, it's like nice guys finish last type shit. You know, it's like you that dude in high school who he's the good guy, but the asshole got all the girls. So, it, man, that should be meaning a lot to hear people say, man, I appreciate what you do. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, look, man, but in all reality, I've been in that same boat, bro. I wasn't supposed to live past 21. I didn't think I was going to live past 21, man. Some of the stuff I did should have got me six feet under a long time ago. You understand where I'm coming from? I was, you know, I finished, I was one of them cats that finished last. Look at me, man. I, you know, I got my own house now. You know what I'm saying? I got a good paying job. I got my family, got my health. You, you understand where I'm coming from? So I'm winning. Even I if I'm not, right. even if I'm not, you know, financially stable, as they say, with, you know, having 100,000, 500,000 in the bank, I'm still living, bro. I'm still enjoying my life, man. I get to travel as much as I want to. I'm always on the run, man. We always going places, always doing things. And I see the same thing for you, man. I see where you started, bro. Don't don't get it twisted. I see where you were and I see where you are now, bro. That's a come up. You done came up from where you were because I was there with you. Remember, we was there. We was in the same place. <laughs> we was in the same place. So but you in a better place now, man. You you know, what I'm saying you living better now. You you know, things are coming together. It's just going to take some time. And like I said before, and I think I told you this before, man, sometimes it's sweeter when you're older than when you're younger. It's sweeter to make yeah. that to make that come up when you're older because you know how to handle it better now. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like, because uh, like, yo, real talk, my birthday is tomorrow. I'm turning 33. Nice, and man. Like, yeah, and I'm learning like 33 is like 23 on steroids. Yes, sir. You know, if, if, like if you if you were smart and you took eat the shit. Because like some, sometimes you live too fast and then you might not make the right moves, but you know, if you if you're wise and you got your health, man, the thirties could be real fun. Yeah. Well look look at you. You're gonna be thirty three, bro. I'll be forty two in September, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I'm forty two. You know what hey. I mean? Cause I'm out here, I'm out here grinding like you are. I'm still trying to provide hey. and try to do things I need to do. Sometimes hey. you just need to cut out there's toxic elements in your life, man. Sometimes you just gotta cut out. Whether that be family, whether that be friends that you thought were friends, but you know, you have people that supposedly in your corner, but those people talk more about you behind your back, you know what I mean, than a stranger will. Do you understand what I'm saying? And sometimes you just gotta sometimes you gotta cut that out. And that's what people don't understand. You can't keep even people in your ear, man, that's that's just there to drain your life for us, man. And that's all these some of these people do. And I see you don't have those kind of elements around you, man. You you shut yourself out to all that stuff. You keep yourself grinding, it's starting to pay off. There should be no self-doubt in you, man. I don't I don't doubt you for one minute, man. Like I said, if nobody has your back on this, I'm going to have your back regardless because I see the potential in you, man. I see the artistry that you have, and you just need to continue to keep going and going in that progression, man, and moving forward. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. And I, uh, I agree with you on that mindset, man. It's a blessing, man. We got everything we need. You know, got your health, got your mindset, got your finances together. They could always improve, but, you know, that's a fool's race, you know, not to say that people shouldn't have wealth, but, you know, don't put it in front of your blessings. You know? Exactly. Exactly. We just got to be grateful for the things we have, man. I'm very grateful to have my family, my job, my house. No, I, I never thought I was going to own a home, bro, in my life, let alone an acre, a land on top of that. 
You know what I mean? Oh, Never in my man. life to that. Yeah. So it's it's you know those that's type like of... Wall Street. Yeah. That's Juneteenth, man. You know, and people don't people don't you know have their priorities in place, man. But I see you have yours in place. Let the folks before we jump off, man. Let the folks know where they can find you. What what are your social sites? You know where they can find your music up. Um, where they can uh, see your next show. That everybody knows one more time about um about Honesty Blade and where is he gonna be. Catch Honesty Blade on Instagram. You can catch me on Facebook. Uh, both of those sites, I'll be under Honesty Blade Music. Um, the music, the album Son of Mark, is available on every single platform. Uh, so that's Amazon Music, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, YouTube. And come to the next show if you're in Cleveland, even if you're not in Cleveland, bring your ass out for some real good hip hop because it's, it's, uh, it's far and few. And uh, July 2nd, we're going to be at Now That's Class, 11213, Detroit Avenue, Lakewood. Come and support it, Bob. All right, my brother. It was always oh, a pleasure to have you on, man. I'm glad we got to chop it up again. I see the progression from when we talked in April. Um, and it's good to see you, you know, making that progression. You get back on stage. So, my brother, you are welcome on the show anytime for sure. Uh, tune in next week, man, because we're going to have another artist on, which is a, a friend of ours that we've known as well. Um, hopefully it'll be a good conversation again uh, i appreciate you coming on the show honest blade honesty blade just you know anytime man anytime you want to come back on you want to talk new music you want to talk anything that's relevant to you whether it be music politics or whatever's on on your mind you're more than welcome to come on the show for sure frankly francisco all right thanks folks Bye, yeah.